Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back. We are your humble, happy hosts, broadcasting live from lovely Puerto Rico. Julie, welcome to today's podcast. Yes, I'm anxious to see how this headset sounds on your end. Hopefully it's good. Getting good reports. Actually, it sounds a little boxy. Do you mind if you just go without it? And we're going to get our technology sorted out here any day. I will switch and we'll see. All right, I'll see you in a second. Okay, good. No problem. All right, so listeners, um, we are talking about something (laughs) <laughs> we're talking about really the heart of the matter this week and on, on the podcast, 10 secret millionaire, uh, t- 10 secrets millionaire agents know that you probably don't. And this is part three. And really what we're doing here is we're trying to illuminate some of the dark corners that you might have in your business and personal life. And a lot of times we're doing this in such a way to really grab your attention because the fact is, as you're listening to us now, as you're working out or we've gotten you know pictures of you guys, sitting on your porches, having a glass of wine, thinking about us or listening to the podcast or driving in your cars and, you know, I, those types of things. So you're distracted. Chances are you're just not listening to this while not doing something else, which, by the way, is one of the gifts of, a pod, of podcasts in general, right? I mean, there's podcasts, a slight little diversion here. There's been a lot of um, conjecture that podcasts are going to become the the biggest form of communication in the history of humanity, even more impactful than the Gutenberg press. That's kind of a thing. So if you're, if you have any remote interest in becoming a podcaster, if you have a story to tell, if look, you don't have to present like Julie and I, you don't have to have notes and points and you know, all that. You could just do a conversation. You could have there's so many different formats of podcasting. I strongly encourage all of you guys to consider starting your own podcast. I know for some of you, you're thinking, oh, my gosh, what would I ever talk about? What do you talk about now? Chances are you have friends and you talk about some of the same things. Well, if you were to just basically talk about those same things on a podcast, you'd run into hundreds and then eventually thousands of people that have those exact same thoughts and conversations that you do. And then you have an audience. And the reason that I think in the real estate industry, podcasting has become so effective is because there's so much noise in all these other channels. You know, the social is just nothing but noise and just really, it's un, for you to go into any of the social networks nowadays and think you're going to get any traction, it's almost impossible because all the different ways that your messaging is metered and controlled. When you put a message up on your Facebook page and you have 5,000 friends like we've had forever, you know, on a personal Facebook page, what percent of those people are actually seeing the message? Well, if we pay for people to see the message, then we're assuming that, well, Facebook is actually doing what they said they're going to do. But then it's only, you know, you guys get what I'm saying? It's just a big soup of confusion. But if you do a podcast, what you can do is you basically have, um, you know, you presenting this information could be conversational, could be, you know, presentation format like we do. It could just be an interview format. And then you can start basically uh, deciding where that's going to appear. So one of the things you could possibly do is you could go to other groups that are inside, like, for example, in, real, in the real estate world, in Facebook, in the real estate world, uh, there are so many different little subsites. I'm not talking about the agent subsites. I'm talking about community sites. I'm talking about, like, here in Puerto Rico, there's a very, uh, in Dorado, there's a very famous, and it really is what it is, 
Facebook group uh, called uh, Dorado Damas, okay? And that's what it is. And you have to be a woman, <laughs> you know, you have with a female, woman's profile. There's rules to get in. The, but once you're in this Dorado Damas, this private Facebook group, there are so much valuable information that's being disseminated. Well, what if you – I'm just giving you guys ideas here. What if you were to start a podcast and one of the things you did is you, you know, you're a member of Dorado Damas in this example or whatever the, you know, the comparable idea is in your particular marketplace. You're going to have to maybe do some homework and find this out and then go and identify who the leaders are because there always are going to be the most vocal people in any group and then have them as guests on your podcast. Maybe you could have them as recurring co-hosts on your podcast because then they're going to want you to put the podcast inside that you guys get it. See how this works? Then replays to the podcast, links to the podcast gets dropped inside that social media channel, and it's free. And now you have the highest level of endorsements. You can do this for all kinds of different things in your community, all kinds of different things that your kids might be involved in, the schools, the everything. You know, this is a very effective way of using an old internet marketing term, SEO term called long tail. This is podcasts are the most effective way of creating good long tail content that could basically provide you with long-term uh, credibility and maybe even potentially a good source of leads for your business. Um, a lot of people overanalyze how to start podcasts. Should I do a whole bunch of podcasts and launch with 10 shows already done and all these different questions that I get? And the answer is probably, but really, if you're if the second you start putting too much thought to a creative idea, it all of a sudden gets diluted and just becomes a big checklist. So if you have even you know 1% of you as creative, you, and all of you, all real estate agents, are better than talking than they are writing. I know I certainly am. So why don't you just go ahead and just do what I suggest? We use Blog Talk Radio. It's certainly not the latest and greatest of, blog, of, of, of uh, podcasting software, but it works. It's easy, um, and you can get really difficult and complicated and having mixing boards and all this, but we don't do any of it. And I know our audio quality is not the good, as good as, say, for example, Joe Rogan's, and I'm going to improve it now that you know we're rebuilding our studio down here in Puerto Rico. But here's the real – the essence of it is that we have not had a single drop-off in podcast listeners, um, even though the audio quality I know is not where it should be. You know, Again, I'm going to try to fix it, but the reality of it is – and this is a point I'm trying to make for all of you guys who are thinking about doing podcasts – it's the content that brings them back. It's not the audio quality or how fancy – See, this, again, I'm, at, I'm knocking all these excuses off because some of you are going to overanalyze. I can't afford to buy microphones, and I have to have a soundproof room, and I have to have all – no, you don't. You don't need any of it. You just need you, and you can, guys, here's what's crazy. There are fantastic ways that you can podcast using your iPhone. Here, I'll give you a little secret. I'm doing it right now. I am literally podcasting using my iPhone 11, and, and Julie's about to as well. So you can podcast using the phone that you've already that you're already listening to this podcast on using Blog Talk Radio and start broadcasting and syndicating your voice talking about something that over time you'll find you're going to pick up an audience. But it's one of those things that's going to take longer than you think. But once the ball starts rolling, once people start sharing it, once you get a really good guest or you have, you're on a really good you know streak of ideas, then the next thing that's going to happen is you're going to start see, being seen as an authority. The old way of doing this, again, for those of you guys who have been in any form of marketing for a while, is you used to do article or content marketing where you try to get like public relations and PR drops and you try you know, do all those types of things. That was probably about 10 years ago. But nowadays, the podcasting and doing podcasting is definitely the best way for you to disseminate information the quickest. Enjoy, you're unmuted. Um, so yes. look, guys. I, I strong oh you sound a thousand times better. I strongly encourage all of you not to overanalyze it and do your own thing. If there is a lot of interest on how to start your own podcast, 
I will do, and Julie and I will do a, a series on uh, how to do it. And we'll do maybe two or three shows and give you step-by-step. And as you can imagine, everything we do is very tactical and practical, designed to get you into action. If that's of interest, uh, text me at 512-758-0206. And we're going to get to our next point now that Julie's alive again. Um, but before we do, I want to remind all of you that this is the time of year, the end of year is the time of year, you know, it doesn't matter what month it is, where you need to get your real estate treasure map done. That's your fill-in-the-blank business and personal life plan. We've talked about this on every podcast we've done so far this year, but it's really critical that you get this done. Don't procrastinate, guys. Don't essentially have this be something you'll do next week or tomorrow. I know that doing this, what I'm asking you to do, is going to cause you some anxiety. And what I want you to do is be introspective with yourself and ask yourself, why am I feeling anxiety about actually having a business plan? Why am I feeling, does it even make sense? Does the emotional reaction to what Tim is asking me to do, does that even, is it even make sense? Is it, isn't it so much the, the emotions I'm feeling or the emotional pushback I'm feeling to actually knowing my numbers, to actually going through all my expenses? Does it even make sense? And you're going to find a lot of times that your emotional reaction you're having to doing to a lot of the things we ask you to do is outsized considering what the actual activity is. In other words, it doesn't make sense. You're just having, and I experienced this, all of us experienced it. I had two coaching calls with two guys this morning. Same thing. I was sensing stress in them. I heard it in their voices. I know these guys well. I asked them about it. They weren't aware that they were emotionally reacting in a certain way. And then I reminded them, and, you know, does, is, how do you feel? And they had to, like, take a step back, almost like outside of themselves, and acknowledge the fact that they were feeling stress, acknowledge the fact that they were not necessarily reacting to things the way they should be reacting because they were putting everything through the stress filter. And then when asked why, there, is there any particular thing that they're stressed about, the answer being no, it's just the time of year, which was the answer for both of them, that really, puts things, that really frames things out. And as soon as they had that little epiphany, that they then could turn that little stress thing off inside of themselves. You, you know, that's that's the reason I love coaching. Honestly, is because you could, I could hear in their voices the tonality changed. It was awesome. I love it. You know, it's it's so cathartic too. It's you know, meaning that I benefit from it as much as they do, having that ex- shared experience with them. That's the blessing of being a great coach. Um, so if you guys are experiencing that as the idea of completing your real estate treasure map, I strongly encourage you to ask yourself: Does it make sense? how you're feeling about knowing your numbers, how you're feeling about us asking you to do proactive prospecting, us asking you to actually have a you know, business approach to your business that's focused on being service to other people. And obviously with that, when you do that, enough numbers are going to have tons of profit. But if you're feeling pushback towards those ideas, does it make sense that you're feeling pushback? And chances are that it doesn't. You literally will not be able to understand why you are just feeling the feelings you were feeling. But the magical thing happens is when, you, when you're introspective, and you say, look how Tim is feeling right now, right? You're the third party in man, you know, looking at you through the microscope. Look how Tim, the microbe, is reacting to these – look, look at him bouncing around in the Petri dish. Does he even realize why he's reacting that way? As soon as you observe yourself feeling the stress, then you stop feeling the stress, and you don't even remember having felt the stress. That, that is really how it works, guys. And what you're doing, in essence, a lot of people you know, philosophize on this, is you're essentially – uh, unplugging your ego. Your ego is no longer in the driver's seat. Now your higher self is all of a sudden in control. A little obtuse, I realize, but still, try the exercise that helps. But in the meantime, you absolutely positively need to download your real estate treasure map. So text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, to 31996. Text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, to 31996. Okay, Julie, let's do this. 
Next point. Yes, I'm trying to to uh, figure out whether you talked about uh, trends versus. Um, we did. Sorry, your dog's being okay. So the next one is they know the truth about teams. Yeah, he's your dog on the bed. Oh. He saw the, the puppy food, and now he's hurt with me. Sorry, I couldn't get my mute button fast enough. Now you guys can all meet. That's all right. The marauding dog who is about to have a snack. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we talk about tra- about team trends all the time and knowing the truth about teams and what that will get you. So we probably have covered that um, unless you want to elaborate more on that one. Well, I'll just, I'll just summarize it, and here's the summary of it. Teams don't make profit, neither do brokerages. Yeah. They sell, <laughs> they'll do units, they do volume, but they don't make profit. Um, I had a great call and with one of Julie's that's not, Yeah, sorry to interrupt you, but that's, that's not just our opinion. You've had interviews where it's proven that the margins are like three and four percent; they're almost nothing. But yes, go well, back to my yeah. coaching calling. So the most, the most recent ones with Don Yoakum, who owned a bunch of Keller Williams regions and offices and whatnot. He'd see the actual financials for some of these agents, and the ones with the big teams, they had no margin. And and there was another guy I can't remember his name off the top of my head, Justin Gonzalez, I think, and he ran one of the largest mm-hmm. again Keller Williams market centers in the country in Texas. Justin Gonzalez, I'm pretty sure that's his name. Um, uh-huh. You guys definitely should listen to that one because one of his jobs every year was to sit down with every single agent in his market center. And this was the, I think this was like the large, like I said, the largest market center, but it was also the prototype market center that they used for designing all other market centers around market center, AKI, a real estate office. And he went through all the financials with all these, you know, supposedly, you know, top producing agents, which had, you know, they were and are, but they didn't have any profit. And he would do this on a regular basis, and he said that he would actually point out to them, as with Don, the fact that you're not making any money. So an interesting statistic came out, and nobody talks about this, obviously, right? You're not hearing – it's a common question. When should I start my team? How, how about never? You don't need a team. Not if you're following our you know, methodology to making millions, basically. You just start focusing on listings, focusing on the number of listings you need at all times. Yes, you're going to have to hire an assistant, and maybe you hire two assistants. But what you're really not going to do is you're not going to start hiring buyer's agents, and you're not going to start basically having buyer's agents that you have to provide leads for, and you're not going to start adding all this ridiculous fixed costs. And Because what happens is you're, you're running your profits down to the point where literally you're unprofitable, and it happens without you knowing it. And, and the reason it's so seductive is because you were running into people in your world, you know, go to conferences and whatnot. You go to these conferences, you look at just look how the conversations happen. Someone will say, I sell, you know, my team sold 400 houses last year or whatever the number was, right? Okay, well, why is it that nobody in the real estate world talks about net profit? They do at ours, our events. When you run into someone at our event, they're not going to walk around, you know, have their chest puffed out about their teams because they know they're in business to be of service to other people and make profit. With that profit, then you reinvest it, and then you become rich where your money works for you. You no longer have to work for your money. So this is something that a lot of people are very confused about because simply for the fact that, it is a, a constant battle in the re, in the real estate realm of knowing exactly uh, where your focus should be. And your focus should be on the number of listings you have at all times, which, by the way, circles back to having your real estate treasure map completed. So just text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, to 31996. Text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, to 31996. And keep your focus on, yes, number one, being of service to other people, because everything comes on the other side of that. But two, then becoming the agent who deserves the right to win the business. And the only way you're going to do that is basically having a skill set 
that they put value on because of the results that you get. So here's to summarize the team thing versus the non-team thing. This is the real math, listeners, so please hear what I'm saying. A big team, let's say they have a million dollars in GCI, right? Everyone's celebrating them. Wow, can you imagine making a million dollars? Well, they made a million dollars in GCI, won all the awards, all the plaques. It doesn't matter what the number is, scale it up or scale it down. But what was the actual profit they made off that? On average, and you're not going to believe this, but this is actually statistically true. If they, didn't, if they made profit, and a lot of times they make no profit, they made usually about 12 or 15%. On the high side, so that means that the average top-producing team that has a million dollars in GCI, the person running it, taking all the risks, running the adult daycare, is earning before personal taxes, guys, 120 to 150 grand a year. Now, here's the reason that that's insane. Because if you look at, for example, the average agent who's, say, earning 175 to 200 grand, and there's a lot of agents doing that, think about that. They're earning the same. They have the same net, if not better, than the agent that's going through all the trials and tribulations of, you know, forming a team and dealing with all that Mickey Mouse. There is no logical business reason to form a team. You can't sell a team. You can't really expect a team to be something that's uh, going to be uh, sustainable because team members quit. Yes, you're no longer having to necessarily deal with directly with buyers or sellers, but you're dealing directly with the people who work for you who are dealing directly with the buyers or sellers, which means you're not doing less work. The work you're doing is just different. It's not a good business model, guys. This is the reason, not my statistic, but something, again, we got from um, one of our friends at Keller Williams, that 96% of all teams fail. Sean Kokoska told me that, in case you're curious. 96% of all teams fail. Of the 6% that don't fail, something like 1% makes more than something like a 15% net profit. Think about that. So why does everyone talk about teams constantly? Well, the answer is simple. And again, Don Yoakum said this brilliantly on the interview I did with him. You guys should definitely listen to that. It's because the scam is that if I can, as a broker, get you, or as a big brand, get you as a top-producing, ambitious agent to want to form a team, you are actually doing the hardest work in the, in the brokerage, which is going out and recruiting and training agents. So if I say, Julie, you're such a stud, you're such a rock star, now it's time for you to form a team, you know, and they'll give you some fancy yeah. algorithm. Once you've done eight transactions in a row for three months, it's time for you to start adding staff members. But nobody talks to you about profit, right? So, Ever. guys, please, don't be seduced by it. Focus on being of service to other people and focus on profit. Next point, Julie. Yes, you got it. So the next point is, number eight, they know, these top producers, that balance is a myth. Balance, with big air quotes around it, and this comes in several different flavors. It could be the thought that your family balance is going to get out of whack when you do what you don't want to do, when you don't want to do it at a high level and get to your goal. It could be that, you know, you can't balance another job, you can't balance your relationship. You know, they know that balance is actually a myth. Anytime you're going after something that's that important and you see this, we usually use, like uh, Michael Phelps, we used it in a previous example, you know, who has to show up. Um, I can't imagine personally anything, and I like swimming, but swimming like eight hours a day and just seeing nothing but that blue of the pool, maybe it's peaceful, I don't know. But um, do you think he's got the most perfect balance in the world? Probably not. But the, the top producers know that balance is a myth. That doesn't mean that they don't work on it. It just means they're not hung up about it. Does that make sense, Tim? The second part is really the bottom line. What happens a lot when you guys are pursuing this mythical thing called balance in life is that you burn yourself out trying to get the balance. In other words, you, you literally think there's some way of being in perfect harmony with the five areas of life that people put the most value on, which is spiritual, educational, uh, familial, 
financial and physical, right? Somehow you think miraculously you're going to be able to have perfect, you know, you know, 10%, you know, 20% in each of those things equals 100%, and I have just had a perfect balance yeah. day. It doesn't work like that. Depending on where you are in your life, you're going to be focusing on different things. If you're in your 20s and your 30s and, frankly, your 40s, if you're not primarily focused on finances, you're probably not going to have a very good life period during that time. But also, when you're older, you're really going to have problems because when you're older, you're not necessarily going to want to work at that same level. So you're going to be out of balance on because you're uh, pursuing financial goals. Or let's say, for example, you're out of balance because you're trying to get your body in really good shape. You're tired of being fat. You're tired of being, you know, all the downside that goes with being out of shape. And so you're going to be out of balance that time that you're going to have to spend um, you know, working out, it's going to be time you're going to have to spend away from something else. Oh, you're out of balance again. You see how the whole balance yeah. thing is insanity? It just really is. So don't even, when someone tries to tell you or say something that has any association to the word balance, you got to see it for really, really what it is. Those are people that are just trying to tell, they're, they're the crabs in the bucket. They're trying to basically make mm -hmm. it so you never can escape. And they're just trying to put more sort of psychological burdens on you that's going to work against your desire to be successful in the highest and best form of you that you possibly can. So depending on where your focus is, again, going back to the real estate treasure map, text the word Harris to 31996. Depending on where your focus is, at what point in your life. Look, when you're older, a lot of people, I see my mom, you know, she lives with us, she's 80. And I see her focus, she shifts, she focuses a lot on religion, spirituality. Well, that makes total sense, doesn't it? Because when she was younger, she was focused on family. And when she was younger, she was focused on running a business with my dad. So the reality of it is, is that at different phases or seasons, as people are fond of saying, in your life, you're going to focus on different things. And if you are, you know, confused about that, just ask yourself now, what would be the most important thing and way that's going to have the most impact on your life right now? at your point in your life, at your age? You know, what is going to be the thing that you can spend the most of your best energies on every single day that's going to give you the most bang for your buck? And chances are you're listening to this podcast because you want to earn money, right? You want to be rich, where one day you don't have to work as hard. So that's good. That's smart, which means you're going to be out of balance on your, in your pursuit of that goal, which provided that you stay doing what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level, it's inevitable that you'll achieve far more in life than you otherwise would have. Next point, Julie. Yes, they don't go prey to the passion myth. So what's the passion myth? Well, I'm not going to be a great salesperson because I'm not passionate about real estate. I'm not passionate about sales or being a salesperson. So why is that a myth? Because you don't have to be passionate about being a salesperson, but you should be passionate about helping enough people at the highest level so that you can meet or, achieve, meet or exceed the goals that you have for yourself and your family. You're just doing it through doing a great job for your clients. Have passion for that. People get stuck because they have other things that they love in life. That's normal, right? I, I have a little part in the book that talks about I'm pretty sure that when we're all in kindergarten and you had to say what you wanted to do when you grew up for a living, probably nobody said real estate agent. Probably everybody's going to be a fireman or an astronaut or something like that. So that doesn't mean you can't still have passion for other things. It just means that you, it is not a requirement of for you to have passion for real estate for being in sales. It's not a requirement. That's, There's nothing demented or wrong with you if you don't have passion for it. And here's the ultimate uh, sort of hindrance to believing you have to be passionate to be successful. It's passion is an emotion, and like all emotions, it's fleeting. <laughs> That's it. That, that, that yes. summarizes that whole – at what point was this, Julie, point number seven or eight? 
Uh, that was nine, actually. Okay, so good. So there, yeah. So remember that, guys. Again, when you have somebody that's uh, trying to sell you uh, the passion myth, and or you're trying to sell it yourself, the reason I haven't been more successful at X is because I'm not passionate about it. I will suggest to you the reason that you haven't more been more successful at X is because you believed you had to be passionate about it, and because right. you weren't passionate about it, because no one can be constantly passionate about something, then the result the result was is that you failed. Because you thought something was wrong with you, but the reality of it was that somebody lied to you about having to be passionate to be successful. Please remember we told you that, guys. It'll make your journey upwards much easier. Next point, Julie? Yes, the next point is number 10. They do what they don't want to do when they don't want to do it, and they do it at the highest level. Remember, there's three parts to that saying. They do what they don't want to do when they don't want to do it, which is pretty much all the time, every time you never want to do it but they do it at the highest level. So we have lots of examples in coaching where people will maybe make themselves do what they don't want to do. Like let's take lead follow-up as a great example. I got to just get through these leads. Okay. So is that the right attitude to actually set appointments? So you're doing what you don't want to do. And maybe you're even making yourself do it when you don't feel like doing it. But are you doing that last part, doing it at the highest level? Remember, it only takes one degree more to make water boil. At 211 degrees, it's just really freaking hot water. At 212, you can do more stuff with it when it's boiling. Only one degree more sometimes to do it at the highest level. So when you pick up that phone to do your lead follow-up, what are you saying to yourself? i got to get through this? Or are you saying, I will get X number of appointments from this? There are this many people that I'm going to help because I've got this stack of leads that I'm going through. Same thing with listing appointments. When you walk up to the door, you're like, well, you know, somebody told me I should expect to take about 50% of what I go on. We'll see how this one goes. Or are you all super focused with your pre-processing routine? You've pre-qualified the seller. You know their time frame and motivation, and you are there to take the listing. See, the difference comes in that last bit, I believe from a coaching standpoint, doing it at the highest level. It's not just the doing of it. Back to you. We, our coaching program fills in the gaps, right? So a lot of you, but Julie just said, you know is right. Intuitively, you know what she said is 100% true because you are in your mind right now probably thinking to all the things that basically you do every single day that you'd rather not do, that if you don't do it 100%, it doesn't, even though you went through the motions, it didn't actually happen. You guys understand what I'm saying? Life is full of drudgery, well, that's what work is. That's what a lot of the things that you have to do to be it's successful in real estate. It's called work. It's going to be a lot of times not <laughs> fun. But but here's the coaching fills in the gaps because as I was listening to Julie give the example of calling the seller, right, and, you know, basically setting the appointment, a lot of you stop right there because you don't know what to say. And we are huge proponents of using scripts, but we want you to internalize the scripts and then we want you to personalize the scripts. So we have scripts as part of our coaching program. We have scripts for everything, scripts for pre-qualifying sellers, scripts for listing presentations, scripts for you know, pre-qualifying buyers, scripts for every single possible conversation you could ever have in real estate. We have a script for it. We want you to read it because then you can understand that we call our scripts conversational outlines because that's really what they are, though it's written as a script, right? You could just read it straight up and it would work. But we know a lot of agents have an ego issue with, I'm not a script reader. I'm not going to read scripts. Ugh. Okay. Here's what you don't understand about professionals. There's never been a professional on the face of the earth that did not read a script. You can take the obvious examples as presidents or rather actors, maybe the same thing, right? You could take the obvious examples of 
anybody that does anything at a high level, they are essentially reading a script. Now, what they're doing and what they're saying is a version of what they were originally taught to say, but they personalized it over time. So you are using scripts, whether you want to admit it or not. You're just probably not using very good ones or very effective ones or ones that are actually helping you help the seller or the buyer. You get it? Everybody uses scripts, but if you're not experiencing the levels of success you want, you have to upgrade the, the scripts that you're using. But it's important you understand we are proponents of scripts because that's where you learn. That's how you learn what to say and how to say it. But what's equally as important, as soon as you've actually internalized our scripts, then we want you to personalize them. That's when they become yours. That's when they become magic. Not just read our script, it's never going to change, you have to say it exactly like we say it. That's stupid. That doesn't work. Nobody's going to do it anyway, right, even if we did say that. But when we say, listen, this is the script, this is how you pre-qualify a seller, these are the questions, and once you have the script in front of you, if you start changing how the things are phrased, the sentences are phrased, but you don't get away from the heart of what the question is or the, the flow of the script is about, good, change it, make it yours. You know, if you're in Texas, throw in a y'all or, you know, those types of things. Make it <laughs> yeah. so it's something that's yours. And then what's going to happen after about, you know, three or four, maybe a year, you won't even remember. You will say, this is just what I say. I don't remember where I learned it because it's become part of you. That's the importance of internalizing right. the script, you know, and then personalizing the script. Now, a lot of you are going to say, well, where do I get said scripts? You're also wondering about our, our premier coaching program. Go to timandjulieharris.com, and we're running a promotion in January and February. Just go to timandjulieharris.com. Click on the pull-down thing that says coaching. Click on Premier Coaching. You can actually get into Premier Coaching right now because we're working with a third-party lender. And where it's not credit-based, it's not based on income, it's not based on job history, it's not based on anybody. So the arrangement we have with this lender is they'll finance every single soul that wants to be in our Premier Coaching program. I'm not going to get into the, the, the specifics about the financing because if I do, then I have to give you a long disclosure, which I don't have memorized, right? But I will tell you this. The payment's less than $100 a month, and there's uh, if the uh, balance is paid off within 181 days, so there's uh, no interest, you won't pay any interest. Hey, Tim, so it's sorry kind of like to interrupt a you, but I'm off, to, I'm off to go teach that class right now, so I'm going to leave the call okay. with you so I can go see all okay. of my great Premier Coaching clients. Okay, good, yes. Um, so if you're interested in joining Premier Coaching, as I know a lot of you are, just you know skip the line. Go right over to timandjulieharris.com, pull down the menu that says Coaching, and then join Premier Coaching. You can actually go read about the product, read about the program. It includes a daily semi-private coaching call. Um, it includes all the scripts, all the presentations, everything we ever talk about. And like I said, we offer you financing. It's not credit-based. Every one of you listening right now can be a Premier Coaching member. Just go to timandjulieharris.com, do what I suggested, fill out the application. And when you do, we'll call you back, and you can be in the program today. How about that? All right. So listen, guys, if you need me for anything, always remember you can text me at 512 512-758-0206. You can tell my mind's already thinking about my next appointment. 512-758-0206. If you need me for anything at any time, guys, I'm here to help you. It's our pleasure and it's our honor uh, to help you through this market, every market that we've you know, been coaching realtors through. It's an absolute pleasure to have had so many of the nation's best uh, coaching clients or best agents as coaching clients for as long as we have. It's very meaningful and impactful um, when we hear from you about how we've helped you in your business. The best way for you, if you're getting something from this pod podcast, the best way for you to say thank you to us is go over to iTunes and give us a five-star review. Don't give us a four-star. Give us a five-star. When you do, iTunes actually helps promote the podcast to other potential uh, folks that might also be interested in our show. 
So let me know if you guys want me to do a podcast on uh, how to do a podcast. And if you do, just text me at 512-758-0206. If you want to talk to me about joining EXP, um, please do also text me directly at 512-758-0206. In the meantime, guys, you have a fantastic day, and we'll talk to you on the show tomorrow.